0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it.
2: Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Oh, there it is. Wide right. Oh, that's just so demoralizing. Sitting there on the couch last night, that was just, I just had my hands over my face. I couldn't believe what I saw. I thought Tyler Bass was definitely going to nail that, but that is pure Buffalo Bills and the history of them playing in the playoffs and how many times that they've been so close but also so far away. Thorne Dickerson here. Nick Callis in the ba- uh, behind the glass, Pat Bostic, Jeff Hathorne, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Guys, I know you guys stayed up and watched that football game, and, you know, we knew it was going to be a back-and-forth football game as uh, it has been in the past. Allen, Mahomes, uh, some excitement, some different things that went on in that game that we'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, really at the end, you know, Tyler Bass missing that field goal was just right up the alley of the Buffalo Bills in the past. How many years uh, having so many chances and getting so close, but just losing in ways that is just so demoralizing, guys? I mean, what were your feelings whenever you saw that go down last night?
1: It was crazy because I I thought he was going to make it. Like, it didn't enter my mind that he was going to miss that, but it should have because the Bills are are the ultimate Charlie Brown. And Lucy's always pulling that face. Just when he thinks he's going to get to kick it,
3: gets pulled away again yeah I, I mean I gotta be honest I, I expected to make it but 147 is an eternity for for Patty Mahomes so I um I, w- I wasn't expecting I picked Kansas City to win I think I was one of the only ones in here that picked them yep. to win um slight flex so yeah, that's a, a, that's a, a straight I think I was 100 on the weekend by the way um <laughs> so you, you know where to get your picks um but yeah I mean and then they cut through him like butter running the ball you know, to to put the game out, and that that really was the story in my mind. I, both teams, I mean, the quarterbacks were excellent. Don't get me wrong, but it, it was the rushing in that game that was. There was over three hundred and twenty-five yards of combined rushing in the game, and I was impressed with Pacheco. But for Buffalo, man, I mean, they just they need to get in a new stadium. They need to get out of the <laughs> the, 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 the demons oh, of that place because um, they cannot. I think they will win a Super Bowl, or at least get to one with Josh Allen, but. And I know this is on the rundown, but hey, you just look at the people in, in the quarterbacks in his way that have done it in the AFC, and it's like, man, he's going to have to outlast them, you know? And and they just, for whatever reason, keep hitting their head on the, on the Kansas City Chiefs. And you just think about it, Jeff. I mean, this was somewhat of a
2: down year for the AFC. I mean, heading into the playoffs, you know, you thought that Kansas City was beatable throughout the season. Um, but Kansas City is Kansas City, and, you know, they always figure out a way. But with Joe Burrow being down, Aaron Rodgers being down, you know, to me that this was the best chance that the Buffalo Bills were going to have uh, trying to get to a Super Bowl. And next year, it, you say, you, Pat, you say that all the quarterbacks and, the, you know, the Joe Burrows that, that are in the way for Josh Allen to make it, like I don't know if that's ever really – personally, I don't know if that's ever going to happen because you look behind you and there's people – that are running fast and you're like looking behind, you're running. It's like it's like it's like a dog chasing. You're like, all right, how far is he away? How far is he away? Cause CJ Stroud, I know they got blown out by the Baltimore Ravens, but that that, that dude's here to stay.
3: Yeah. Like there's no some, doubt.
2: there's gonna be there's some young talent out there that are here to stay that are gonna be chasing and trying to trying to pass Josh Allen uh in the Buffalo Bills. But to me, Jeff, this was the year that, you know, if you ever had a real chance with it being down. This was the year, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you got that win at the end, so you had home field. Finally, you were going to get home field in the playoffs against your nemesis. It's a year where Kansas City's dropping everything. They're not as consistent. They do have a good defense, and I think that's underrated. Uh, but this wasn't the juggernaut. This wasn't the team that everybody had to go through, Kansas City. And, man, I think this, too. They got out coached in that game. I, Andy Reid figured out Buffalo, and they were getting yards in chunks in that game. I mean, chunks. And Pacheco, man, yeah, that guy was running like a like, like he was playing because if he didn't run hard, he wasn't going to make it out of that stadium. Right. Like every single ounce of effort went into his runs.
3: Yeah, and and Spagnuolo is a great defensive coach for Kansas City. But you're right, Dorn. I mean, you look at you know Tua in yeah. Miami. Obviously, A Rod's back in 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 New York. I mean, Lamar Jackson's the MVP of the league. Uh, it, it it. I mean, I I haven't seen I mean, a better. Football. Cleveland made the playoffs with a rotation of of
1: quarterbacks. Right. Yeah,
3: they got Deshaun Watson. You know, obviously, you got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, C.J. Stroud. Um, I mean, I tell you what, you give you give Jim Harbaugh to Justin
2: Herbert, yeah. he's going to be in the conversation.
3: Yeah, they're, they're they're real chance to be be uh, dangerous. So. Listen, I, I think they have enough in Buffalo. And it does bear the question, I mean, the keep they keep doing this. At what point does McDermott do they have
2: to move on? And you, you just said it, Jeff. I mean, you know, they got it was evident that they got out coached. Like I, I think the that there's fake punt. Be, yeah, like what would okay, yeah, like that that too. There's some wacky things that went on during that game. And I feel like McDermott does that a lot. Like there's a lot of questionable things that happen that uh now, I think they're going to have to have some real conversations here coming this week if you're the, the brass of the Buffalo Bills. You know, I hate to see it and I hate to say it, but is, the, is this regime going to get you to where you expect to be? I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I mean, it, it it does remind me of not getting past Belichick. You know, it's it's Mike Tomlin couldn't get past the better coach. Sean McDermott can't get past the better coach with the hall of fame quarterback and Steelers found the same. And maybe that's why I look at the bills and I'm like, man, I feel for that. Cause how many times do you think the oh the Steelers this is the year. This is the time yep. this, they're going to get Brady this time. They got him, and they never could get by him.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's the, if not for a fluke fumble out of the end zone, they don't have a chance to win that game. Buffalo. I mean, it's a 10 point ball game at that point, And you're not, you're not even in the conversation, you've got to, score, and then kick an onside kick. So I I, don't, I didn't get that call at the time. I, I know they had 10 guys on the field, and it was fluky. But, yeah, I mean, and, and just you're wasting, and we talk about this with I mean, the Penguins maximized, right? They maximized Malkin, Crosby, Latang. You're wasting years with Josh Allen. And the thing about Josh Allen is, although he's been healthy, he doesn't play a style where longevity is going to be to his benefit. He, he he goes for broke. Yeah. He puts his shoulder down every time he gets hit. Pat,
2: I'm like, all right, is he gonna get up? He's a big bone dude. Like yeah. a, he's
3: he's just not. He's not. I mean, he's blading last night. You know, but he plays like Brett Favre, and Brett Favre played till he was you know 40 or what have you. But you know, not everyone has that same kind of luck in terms of of injuries. So you're just wasting those years. And at what point does ownership and 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 the brass in and, and Buffalo say, we've got to find a way to, to to make this happen, and it's not working right now.
2: Yeah, some guys disappeared, too. I mean, Stephon Diggs, you know, where was he yesterday? Uh, you know, the over the shoulder. I mean, did you see that throw first? Oh, my goodness. Course? I mean, that that, was, that looked like it was a video game to Stefan Diggs on the field. I mean, how far was that in the air? It had to be like 65, yeah, yards in the air. No question. Um, but you know, some guys, you know, disappeared and even so, like, I mean, they're, they're almost in a similar situation as the Steelers and I know they beat the Steelers. I get it. And I feel like that they're, they're very similar, obviously how they're constructed with Sean McDermott and, and Mike Tom, and obviously growing up the same way as like, in the coaching tree and going to college together. But I mean, they're going to have an offensive coordinator, um, interview search too uh, they fire their offensive coordinator. Brady might be the guy. I don't know like I mean your ho- only way for me to see the hit for him to be the guy was if they were to win this football game and make it to the to the Super Bowl so they're gonna have a situation there yeah some guys disappear in the offensive play calling too I know that they were trying to figure it out and try to you know take control of the football game but you, you target Dal- Dalton Kincaid you know you're a big-time rookie tight end in the first two series and he's just you know he's over there he's wide open and then you don't go back to him until the fourth quarter like there's obviously some questionable calls and things of that nature but in games like that, Stephon Diggs needs to have a big game. Um, you know, you need to have everything aligned right, and it just seems like that the Buffalo Bills, they just kind of, well I'm not gave it away, but just didn't have everything buttoned up as I, as I thought that they would.
1: Yeah, the handoffs to Diggs or the little inside things, I, I don't get that because of his size. Like, he's not – and I don't know if he can create enough to be able to make those plays work. Like, like there were a couple of those plays close to the line of scrimmage. I'm like – why not take a shot like you did down the field? I mean, he didn't end up with a catch, but I'd rather see more of that than what, the way they were using him in that
3: game. Yeah, they didn't have the explosion, right? They, they, that, even that drive to tie the game was v- very methodical. They got the fourth down twice, um, obviously, and, and had to piece together a 10-plus play drive, and that's just that's not how they're built. Uh, they're not built to do that. I mean, that's the, the beauty of Josh Allen is the ability to, to create splash plays that takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. There. I mean that throw was dynamite to to uh to digs down down the field. It was very similar to the throw that Mahomes made to Valdez Scantlin down the right sideline, which was I mean, literally like it was velcroed to him. It was just perfect. And you know, I feel I feel bad for Allen because I I think he's a generational talent. He's a generational talent, but at the same time I felt really bad for Jim Kelly. And, you know, some sometimes you just you keep bumping your head against something and, and you don't get it done. And They'll have another shot eventually, but at what point does it does it run out? And do you start to come on hard times and guys get to the end of their deals and you've got to get rid of veteran players and all of a sudden you look in the rear view and you're like, we missed our window. You don't, the, the train in the NFL goes by fast. Quick, It goes by fast. And, you know, it, it's a fast train when you got Josh Allen at the controls. And if you don't catch that window, you're going to be, you're gonna be very sorry about it. I I just you know I think I think about the whole Josh
2: Allen situation and in what they need to do moving forward. Obviously, he's getting paid a lot of money. Um, I I think that they're in a position right now where they're gonna to need to really look at at the at the leadership of uh, you know the Buffalo Bills because I don't know if that's gonna get them to where they need to be. I mean, it's just it's a shame that that's how it ended yesterday. And obviously, you know, you feel bad for Tyler Bass, but you know, I I'll go ahead and say it like. You're paid a lot of money to kick field goals and to, to be in situations like that. And uh, you know, for them to
1: lose that way, it's just ah that's tough well, for them. And here's another issue with the Bills. They're
3: forty three million over the cap right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to wiggle their way under the cap and it's it's gonna mean guys have to go. Or or guys have to restructure their deals and how willing and able are they to do that. It's it, it's kinda nut cut in time. For them, and and that's that's why this window, is it closed? No, but that that window is coming down. That window is coming down. And Miami's only getting better, and yep. the Jets will be better, as you mentioned
1: Cincinnati. with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm just talking in your own division. In your own division, let right? Let alone yeah. to get it, let alone to get into the rest of the AFC.
2: It, it, it's 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 going to be tough. Fantex line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say. There's never a fee unless we get money for you. Uh, I mean, guys, coming up next, uh, you know, there's teams and there's players in all sports that you know if that player is is playing, um, no matter how it looks, they're going to find a way. And Josh Allen, to me, and we'll, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit deeper later, you know, he's more like Phillip Rivers now. I know it sounds crazy. He's a generational talent, but he's more in the realm of Phillip Rivers than he is Peyton Manning, than he is Drew Brees. Than he is, you know, some of the, you know, Super Bowl
1: caliber winning quarterbacks. More of a Dan Marino. More
2: of a Dan Marino.
1: I was going to say that, but I didn't want Larry to come down from the other booth and start. (laughs) Yeah. Does he get like? Start piling on. He get like buzzed when you say
3: Danny's name. Yes. You 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 do. He does. He'll go running back here. He'll he'll run by. Jeff. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Kyle. 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 Dan. Dan. You see Danny? Danny here.
2: But, that, I mean, that's honest, though, right? I mean, Josh Allen at this point, you know, he's I, – I just don't see a path for him getting to a Super Bowl. I, I don't. Uh, you know, now knowing that, you know, some of these quarterbacks are going to be back next year and some of these young quarterbacks are, are, are playing well, um, you know, it also makes it tough for the Steelers, too. I mean, you know, obviously everything surrounds the Steelers that we talk about on the show. Like, the Steelers are far behind Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, even though I said they're similar constructed – they still are far behind them, and Josh Allen and the Buffalo yeah, Bills yeah. are still far behind.
1: Well, and you mentioned all those all those names at quarterback, and then you think not only do the Bills have to go through that, so do the Steelers. Right. And you didn't like, and their quarterback situation is unsolved at this point. Um, maybe this is a year for Kenny Pickett, maybe, but man, I, yeah, if if their future is is tough, what's the Steelers coming up
2: next? Uh, there's players out there that just find a way to win and we see it year in and year out and we have for the past 20 years for two different players Uh, we see it in all sports but there's players that just find ways to win and those are obviously the best ones and sometimes some people get sick of seeing them we'll talk about that next
4: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good hey, morning shows brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Dorn Dickerson here, Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Pat Bostick, Jeff Hathorn in all show Uh, there's, there's teams and there's players, you know, throughout the history, obviously of the NFL that just figure out ways to, to win. And it doesn't matter how it looks during the season. Um, sometimes it's great during the season and they still win. Sometimes it's bad, but they figure out ways to get in the playoffs and they know how to play in the playoffs. There's two guys that obviously come to mind in our era here in the last 20 years, obviously Tom Brady figured out ways to win, figured out ways to get his team to the dance And Mahomes uh, this year, as we talked earlier, guys, like this seemed like the year that Kansas City wasn't that juggernaut. Um they couldn't figure things out throughout the whole entire season. Uh, had players dropping passes, Mahomes at times didn't look like the uh the the normal Mahomes that we're used to, but they figure out a way to get into the playoffs. Um whether it's playing at home at Arrowhead Stadium or going to Orchard Park to play in the Buffalo Bills, they figure out ways to win. And that's what you get with with Patrick Mahomes and he's just an incredible incredible athlete but Greg Finley the producer in the KDKA AM side before he was leaving this morning came in and the first thing he said is I'm getting sick of Patrick Mahomes. I'm getting sick of him winning. <laughs> Doesn't that then, always happen? And then Jeff you sat down and you're like you know what I I'm kind of tired of Patrick Mahomes. I may have to root
1: for yes the I know. I probably won't end up doing it but damn I'm just every, every commercial is Patrick Mahomes.
3: Did you feel that way about Tom Brady? Oh, absolutely. You feel Did that you way read? about Michael Jordan? Uh, or was there a different level of appreciation for Michael Jordan? What about Tiger Woods? That's what leads to Phil Mickelson becoming the right. This adored figure until uh, recently. Um, Not as much with Tiger. Definitely with Brady.
1: I mean, Brady yeah, he, hits home. He hits, he hits right here in the city yeah. of Pittsburgh. Brady hits home so that one especially um maybe tiger to a little bit but i i wasn't a i mean if you meet phil mickelson you're not a phil mickelson fan so
2: yep is mahomes the most likable out of those bunches cuz i feel like you know he doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, his voice may annoy people. That's about it. But like outside that, and his wife. But like outside of that, his whining, his whining
1: on the o- offside call.
3: Like, that was one
1: Really time. knocked him down in my.
3: That was one well, time. I, I mean, again, it, it's how many times would Brady go up to the to the officials after getting hit or something like that? It's the microscope is so is so narrow focused on them that you notice every quirk everything like I don't I don't particularly love the attention his brother gets or you know his wife they had the, now I liked her more after watching the Netflix deal yes, yes, like it grew true. on me the guy's 28 years old he's won two Super Bowls he's been the MVP of the Super Bowl twice two-time MVP of the National Football he's 28 like he he's had his flu game with the ankle like it, this guy is yeah, he's he's going to suppress a lot of other talented oh. players because he is just damn damn good. Yeah, listen, he's great, but I'm tired of him. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> so, I, w- I would I yeah. would just yeah. say just get some rest because he's, yeah, he's going to be here for a while.
2: Like I, I just, I'm just so fascinated by it, like the fact that you know how hard, like you I'm not I'm not questioning if you guys know or not, but you know how hard it is to, to do that consistently, uh. year in and year out, and just to go out there and to win the way that they do. Knowing that, you know, even this year was a down year for them, and they just figure it out. Now, Andy Reid, I think, has a lot to do with that. Um, but, I mean, to be a quarterback and to be durable, too.
1: He is. I mean, he's all those things. I'm just, I'm, you just, I'm just tired of seeing him. You'd
2: rather see Lamar Jackson and, right, and John Harbaugh.
1: When you put it that way, no. But I'm – There aren't different levels of suck. right? Let me – here's a quick aside. Would you take – who's the better coach to the, great, to the great quarterback, Andy Reid or Belichick?
3: Andy Reid. Yes. Andy Reid's a, a better coach to the quarterback because he is coaching that position and dialing up the offense, calling the plays. Now, he might not call every single play, but to me, whereas Belichick and Brady were yin and yang and they, co- they they their coexistence was – Obviously, a dynasty. I don't know if Mahomes is this level of Mahomes without without Andy Reid. I agree. Um, and look at Andy the job Andy Reid's done. Four straight NFC Championship games with the Eagles. You talk about the Bills being miserable. I, I was a kid when the Eagles went to those four straight NFC Championship games and McNabb threw up on the field in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. I was a kid. And talk about miserable. But to go then and go to Kansas City and do what he's done, creating another superstar, Andy Reid's one of the best coaches ever.
1: Yeah, and where they got smart in that game yesterday, I think they decided, we can just hand the ball off to Pacheco. And instead of throwing those guys that drop it, we're not going to throw it to them anymore. Mm-hmm, right. We're going to throw it to Kelsey, and we're going to throw it to the Rice, Rice, the rookie. The other guys, you can run your routes, do whatever. You- we're not throwing you the damn ball. <laughs> they're, they're such so a selfless
2: football team though. Like you would think with Patrick Mahomes and his stature of being, you know, a, a successful quarterback, obviously Travis Kelsey. And you know, now what he's bringing to the table outside of football, um, you would think that there would be some clamoring for certain ways of running the offense. But you could just tell, like, it's like, if we have to run the ball, we'll we'll run the ball. If we identify, and this is where Andy Reid comes in, of being, you know, that mastermind better than Belichick in this area of, like, of quarterback and coach, is that, like, if they identify your weakness, we'll exploit it, and it's just like, okay, we just, we're here to win football games. We're here to win championships. I mean, even Travis Kelsey, I mean, he he's not making $200 million a year. I mean, you know, he's... He's making good money but like he's like okay like what, what do I have to restructure to make sure that we win? That's fine. I've never seen a more selfless football team in a long time. In my in my opinion and that just do it year in and year out. And that's that's why I'm so enamored by them is the fact that they can do that and also be on the same page with everything like
1: it's it's amazing to me. The reason that they're in the playoffs period is not because of Mahomes this year. It's their defense. Oh yeah. Their defense. Their defense stepped up. In a year where their offense wasn't all that, their defense did enough to get them into the postseason and made plays at the end of the game to keep Buffalo out of the end zone. And obviously we saw what It's an
3: interesting juxtaposition when you look at these two championship games because, you know, whereas San Fran and Baltimore have really – it's been boom or bust. They've blown people out for the most part. Baltimore blew the 49ers out. You look at how many close games Kansas city's been in and they just believe they're going to win the game. Yes. Same with Detroit. Detroit's always going down to the wire. I mean, it's a stress test every time they play, but with Mahomes, that's what's so impressive. No matter how it looks, if he has the ball in his hands at the end of the game, they're going to win. And they all, every, all 53 guys on that team believe it because he's got the ball in his hands. Whereas in Buffalo, they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Or the field goal to go right. Like it's, it, that, that's championship DNA personified. And I, I, hate to use cliches, but that, that's what makes them so hard to beat because every time he's got a ball, they have a chance. They just have a chance. With that being said, who would you take? Who would you pick? You're on the 20 yard line. You
2: have four plays to score. It's at the end of the game. You need to score to win a football game. Would you take the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or Brady and Gronk? <laughs>
3: yeah. Either. <laughs> I think I'd take Mahomes and Kelsey because if you're going just to those two isolated, I think Kelsey's more versatile than Gronk.
1: I would probably say Mahomes because Mahomes could get out of the pocket better than
3: Brady if dude can if run. comes. That dude can run. Like,
1: like, like low key, yes.
3: That's, he can- that's
2: what's different. Yep, that's a good call.
3: That's a, a good call. Hotchkiss, like his,
2: his rushing. if you obviously people bet and do the props, but if you, I mean, throughout the whole entire season, tracking the whole season, if you see Mahomes rushing props every single game, I mean, it's over 20 yards. Yeah. And always. like you look, you forget about that because he makes the throws that he makes. And he, you know, he's so exciting. And just like Pat said, if he has the ball at the end, at the end of the game, you know that he's going to win or do something, but you just don't realize how much his legs influence his
3: game. Watching that game last night, man. What I appreciated about these two quarterbacks is the play is just never dead, never. Pocket collapses, they step up inside, they're going to run, swoop, right across the middle to Valdez Scantlin on a on a crossing route, just just a BB. You know, same thing with with Allen, and it, you know that that was like graduate, doctorate level quarterback play. I mean, how, how
2: many times did both of those quarterbacks break through the line of scrimmage? and either pump fake run or pump fake and then throw behind them or throw or dump down or i mean they were improvising so much both of them
1: in that game last night it was amazing if we if buffalo would have won that game we'd be talking about that throw allen made rolling to his left and oh, yeah. he threw that dart
3: into the corner of the end zone
1: an absolute perfect oh, yeah. seed
3: after the uh after the after the the false start penalty uh or the delay of game penalty he yeah, had the touchdown i mean he's He's got all of that. He's got all of that. It's just, it's really hard to break through. And Mahomes has done it. Now it's, he can always pull from it. Whereas for, for Allen, it's been more of the same disappointment. Ben
2: Morty show, Twitter poll brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick, home improvement, trustpj.com. There There's a lot of wacky things that went on in last night's AFC uh, matchup. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of those instances and uh, how these, how the guys feel about some of the wacky stuff uh, that happened in the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Baseball is in full swing, NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
2: Thorne Dickerson, Pat Bostic, Jeff Hathorne, Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Here on the fan morning show. Guys, there's some wacky stuff that happened in last night's game. Wacky. Let's start. Let's start with the fake punt. How about that call? Like, I mean, there were some people that said, okay, well, yeah, there was an alert for the fake punt because they only had 10 men on the field. So, you want to take advantage of uh you know not having that, you know, all 11 on the field and they saw something and alerted uh you know Demar Hamlin or whoever the personal protector was. I know Demar Hamlin was the guy that ran the ball, but like that I I don't care if there's 10 men on the field whenever it's a 4th and 7 or 4th and 6 or 4th and 8 whatever it is. If it was 4th and 2, okay, yes, you're in your you're backed up in your own zone. 4th like, and 5. 4th and 5. Like that's just too many yards what, that you have 30? to get.
3: Their own 30. That's
2: too many yards that you have to get. I get it, but like at the same time like I I just I don't know if I agree obviously with that with that call.
1: Yeah, and I I realize you're not stopping Kansas City but to gift them the 30-yard line if it doesn't work which it didn't. I mean, makes and it and it just seemed like a little bit of a cluster too. Like I don't know if everybody was on the same page either for Buffalo. It just didn't Seemed blocked, right? It, it just none of it seemed right.
3: Well, I think I think the alert when you build an alert into anything, obviously, a, a punt being more unique than a, than an offensive play, right? You, how, how often do you see a, an audible on a punt other than to move protection to get numbers squared up? It didn't look like everyone got the snap. Like th- there were guys moving, guys not moving, because it was what you want to do in that moment. What was showing the play right now is obviously. Catch them off guard, but I think they caught their own team off guard. I don't think, I'm not sure anyone going out for that play fully expected that to be called because it didn't look like a team that was ready to execute it. And obviously, it fell three yards short of the line to gain, which is, you know, it's, that's not what you need. You're better off keeping Josh Allen out there if you're going to go for it.
2: Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Another wacky play that just was was showed on the TV here was the fumble out of the end zone. Uh, That's a rule I think that might go away. How do you guys feel about that rule? Whenever you you fumble it out of the end zone, the team gets it, it's a touchback. How do you guys feel about that rule?
3: Well, so my problem with it is this. If you fumble the ball forward on an offensive play and it's not touched by the other team, it goes back to where you were – you were, you were down, where, where, where the, the ball carrier lost the ball. So the offense retains possession. Mm-hmm. The only time that's not the case is at the goal line, which you've done all the work to get down there. And at that point, you fumble it forward, and it's now the other team's ball, and they get 20 yards. I, I don't agree with it. Um, I think it should go back to where the ball's lost possession, and, and you give the offense the benefit of the doubt. But so many rules are offensive-driven. In, in football uh, that I, I guess in terms of balance it, it probably makes sense, but I, I don't think in the interest of fairness, it it makes sense. Yeah, and that's
1: the one reason I like it. It's, it's the one defensive rule left. Yeah. I think. yeah you true, true. You know, for somebody that, that's trying to reach over the, over the goal line, if a defender can knock that away and out of bounds, and also, I mean, if a ball's loose in the end zone and the defense is getting close to recovering it, if an offensive guy knocks it out of bounds, well they shouldn't get the ball and i don't know that's an extreme circumstance right. but i actually don't mind it I, yeah. I get what you're saying but i don't mind the fact that the defense has like one rule that they can hang on to right now well, especially I, with too you. with
3: the with the reaching over the line you see so many yeah. guys doing that and you know and so many times where you know a, a ball comes loose but once you break the plane which i can remember playing football i mean if you weren't if you weren't in the end zone you weren't you didn't score now it's like I mean, even, even Kelsey's touchdown, I mean, his whole body and the ball are out of bounds, but he hit the pylon. Mm-hmm. So it's a yep. touchdown. So I guess in the aggregate, I'm okay with the rule. I think you make a really good point, but, um, it, it does. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a wacky, it's, it's a, it's a wacky play. And we, we see it more than you'd think you see a lot. I mean, you see how many times I could count on, you know, probably two hands, a half dozen times I've seen that rule, you know, bear out this year, this season. What, what, what was
2: the pick? Getting? Didn't that happen in the pick game? Who did they play? With uh, Oh, it was uh,
3: Canate Mumfield. Mumfield, yeah. yeah. it was Mumfield against... Uh, oh, yeah, Louisville. Mumpfid- Louisville. That's right. It was Mumfield against Louisville. Yeah, big, oh. big play. Big play and uh, got punched out and threw the end zone and boom, touchback.
2: How about uh, Tony Romo? Uh, I, I see a lot of people commenting on his commentary. Now, I'm not somebody that's here to to, to critique or judge anybody. Of I am commentary. yeah Pat, you can. <laughs> but uh, what do we think about Tony Romo now? It just seems like he's uh, you know,
3: just kind of showing up clocking in and clocking out. There's probably people that hate me too, so it's fine, but like I just feel like I get stressed out when I he's just always like Ugh. <laughs> like, I don't know, Jim like I don't have 70,000 people in my house yeah, but you like, know I played for that. And then he 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 said it's probably the right call on the fake punt and I'm like what <laughs> And then like this is genius stuff you know moving the back you know in the backfield to set the to set the I mean watch college football it it's, it happens all the time I guess my issue is there are some things that that I see and I did not play the position at at a high as, as high a level as he and I'll, ne- I'll never make twenty million dollars a year to, to broadcast games. There's just there are things that aren't being shared with that he knows because he's trying to be right all the time and, and predict stuff. And it's like that shtick is just wearing out on me. And it it um because there's times when he's he's excellent, but the shtick is is really worn out. And I think that that's a danger in TV sometimes is you try to. You try to say things people want to hear and not necessarily what you're seeing. So I view it as this. I, I think he was
1: incredible when he started. Like his stuff, he he stuck to football. Yep. And whether it was people at the network, whether it was his agent, whether it was friends of his, like, hey, you got to show some more personality. Like, you got to branch out. You got to be more energetic. Like, Madden, boom, boom, ding, yeah, ding. Yeah. You know, you, you got to be that in order to get the commercial endorsements, in order to take it to the next level. And he's become almost a caricature of himself.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And so, I bet you that was
1: advice that he got, like, hey, if you want to go here, you've got to start doing it. And it. there are only a few guys in the history of sport that can do that without it sounding bad, and it sounds bad for Romo.
2: 1979. That's what we're going to talk about next. We got a read that we do for uh, the 50-minute mark, so I was kind of letting it uh, drag out. It was about 43 whenever we started a segment, so I was like, you know, let the music play a little bit. But it is the 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Guys, I mean, I was at the Mercer County uh, Sports Hall of Fame and, you know, did the speech and, you know, went through the, uh, you know, inductees and had a great night but I was able right after the event ended to catch about the last 59 seconds of Pitt v. Duke at Duke. I, You know, you guys can break it down because obviously I didn't see the whole entire game, but I saw what I needed to see, and you know what I saw? That was a big win for our Pitt Panthers. How exciting was that?
1: That was that was amazing. And I, I got to tell you, I had to do TV here, which is at 1035, and so I had to leave with and listen to... And there was that long delay as they were reviewing that call. Yeah, that four-minute review. And I'm sitting in the car, and I'm like, I can't leave right now because if I leave, that's going to jinx it, and they're going to end up losing this game. But, man, that was – you know what was amazing to me, especially in the second half? Duke would come back and take the lead, and it's like, okay. Duke's back in the lead. The crowd's going. Like, how are they going to respond? And Pitt had an answer every time.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, whether it was a Henson contested three, whether it was – you know, Ishmael Leggett gave him some some lift off the bench. The the freshman, obviously, Jalen Lowe, was awesome in the game. Federico played Jay better. Was really he good. played good? He he was great on Filipowski. They had an energy to him, and and I said it Saturday. I I, I feel like this road trip is going to be really important for the the tenor of the rest of the season. Sometimes you know they're they're struggling to shoot at home. That they really have. A, there's a lid on the rim at home for them. And it's been that way since IUP. I it's, since uh, Indiana. Purdue Fort Wayne excuse me yeah. um it, it's been that way but on the road there's an and Jordan you know this as a player and it, when you go into hostile environments there's an isolation to it that it's you versus everybody else you know no one's rooting for you no one's clapping no one's putting their hands up when you're shooting foul shots they're trying to make you distract you and they're gonna go to Georgia Tech Tuesday night they're gonna be at Miami on Saturday you know they you win two of these three or all three you're right back in it and that was a big one to get on Saturday and they got they got a boost from their best player Blake Henson and uh, obviously the rest is uh pretty pretty good stuff
2: Blake Henson what 7 for 7 for 3 at the at the three point line uh three point arc uh 1979 that's the first time that they've won and in Cameron Indoor against Duke since 1979 that's pretty that's that's a that's same a same guy called stat. the game
1: how crazy is that that is true
3: Really? Billy. Same
1: guy called the game,
3: Billy. Oh, uh, Billy Hilgram, no question.
2: I mean, 1979, and, you know, obviously, Capo, I, I know that meant a lot to him uh, to get that win, knowing that, uh, you know, that's where it all started, but, um, you know, just like Pat said, this could be that point where it's like, okay, like, we
1: can do it. Like, we can figure this out. So, Jeff said during his show on Thursdays, like, you know, we're pressing at home. To your, to your point, Pat, yeah. like, we're, we're just, we're trying to do too much. We're not... We're not playing the right way. We're not playing with the right energy. He says, we need to go on the road. And then he kind of laughs at, I don't know if we need to go to Duke, but we need to get on the road. But you know what? That transferred and they just, that momentum kept going. And they never remember what was, what was the last year? The first 30 minutes of the game, they're in it with Duke. And then they just fell apart. Yeah, And they, their mental toughness was, was spot on. Last I, mean, night I feel like you can get Saturday. much
3: more from a, a win on the road like this, then you can beat a team like that at home. Um, there's just, there's an added level of accomplishment. There's an added level of confidence that comes from winning a game on the road in a hostile environment like that uh, at Cameron. And I don't care if Mitchell was out and Roach was out, like, listen, Pitts pits down a guard all season and, you know, down a center down all a center all season. So it, it's, um it's it's apples to apples in that in that respect but it's just the the fortitude that it takes to go win a game like that on the road in an environment like that especially coming off of a really bad loss at home to Syracuse I mean a couple straight losses that that are that are tough and this team just beat you by 22 right and they, and before that they beat you by 30 in the ACC tournament I mean their record against duke has been it's been tough they haven't beat them since I guess 2021 and that was a home game and it was kind of the COVID year so it was it was weird but this this was a massive win for Jeff Capel and really happy for him too that he can go into that building and get a win too as the visiting coach got to be surreal for him uh to go do that and um yeah I'll I'll, I'll never forget watching that game it was a nice little early birthday treat had a nice little bourbon yeah neat little bourbon there you go kids were still up when we got home from dinner and I said let's come down and watch the game so we were all watching it together and my son's favorite part was Blake going on the. Uh... How do you feel about that? How do you guys feel about that? Hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm good with it, man. Like, we see so much stuff in sports now. We we can't be surprised about this. Watch the NFL. I mean, you get a pick, the whole team runs down to the end zone and takes a picture. I mean, YouTube clips and these little short videos they watch. It's all all kids learn how to do is is celebrate. You know what I love about it is it wasn't like a
1: premeditated dance. It was he got caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he wanted to give it back to the crazies who had been giving it to him all game, and he just jumped up. On, I mean, it just it's just what happened. It's not like he thought before the game, all right, if we win this right. game, I'm going to do this, or I've got this dance. No, it was just the enthusiasm of the moment. And now it's that – it's almost like – and not quite to the level because it was the playoffs, but the Max Talbot – Yeah. Now it's that Blake – at the Cameron Crazies. Yeah,
2: I, I have no you no, no issue with it? No issue with it. I mean, go out there. It was a big win, and you knew you needed it, and it was in a, in a place that you haven't won in 40-plus years. Like, I have no problem with that. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives uh, on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado, sunchevy.com.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.